Tom, what did you think about white noise? Where do we start with this one? Do you remember uh, last year when there was that chemical plant downtown that was on fire? Yes. And so we just spent you know a month not really knowing what was burning, not knowing what we were breathing, not knowing what's in our water. We've got the mead situation where our groundwater probably is just full of forever chemicals. <laughs> what I why I bring that up is because the book White Noise is something I think of constantly. Uh, we've had a million airborne toxic toxic events in Nebraska just living here. That's just normal, right? And so I don't know how you deal with that. But basically, like in the book, when something like that happens, it's fascinating how we do both obsess over it but find ways to deal with it by not really addressing the fact that the world around us is just killing us all the time. Right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, well, I actually didn't really know that about Nebraska because I'm fairly new to Nebraska still, but I did grow up in a town in southeast Texas called Port Arthur, and my mom still lives there, um, but it is surrounded by a petrochemical plant. So constantly throughout all of the, all of our lives, I, we moved out of there when I was 13 and moved to Colorado, and I experienced fresh air for the first time in my life. But yeah, like the cancer rates are higher there and everybody's aware of it. It's a constant thing that people know about and they make jokes about it, but it's an ever-present invisible force that's yeah. slowly killing everyone. You make jokes about it because what else are you going to do? Right? Exactly. So I, I bring that up mainly because I think the book is just phenomenal and it, it captures that feeling so well, which I don't know that it's like, it's not uniquely Midwestern, right? Because it, it can happen anywhere. But the book, the book and the movie are both set in Ohio, and I think they are almost specifically satirizing the Midwestern reaction to all the things that are killing us. And I don't think Noah Baumbach has had a whole lot of experience being in the Midwest. And I was actually surprised that Don DeLillo also didn't seem to have much experience in the Midwest, but I think he captures it really well. Noah Baumbach, though, when he tried to adapt this, my biggest complaint is that it feels almost like watching a high school Shakespeare adaptation where it's sort of like there's an understanding of the themes and there's a real reverence for the material, but almost to the point that it's like they never really got the emotional element because it's so obsessed with trying to be faithful to the letter that I never really felt that dread. I don't feel like the way I feel when I breathe air outside is what this movie should make me you know, anxious about. And instead, it's this curiosity where you have Adam Driver, who's got this big theatrical energy, trying to be cerebral. And I don't know that he's totally succeeding. It's an interesting performance, but it's more of like an oddity that you can laugh at as opposed to something that really engages you emotionally. So one thing I couldn't get out of my mind with this film was thinking about the Charlie Kaufman film, Synecdoche, New York. Mm -hmm. I could not get that film out of my head while watching this. And I feel like Synecdoche, New York really takes that dread and that feeling of death and just like and aging and sickness and just really just like nails it. Yeah. There's something about that film that just feels so understanding of anxiety about something that's completely unavoidable that every single human being will go through. <laughs> and it doesn't in a way that's funny and surreal and scary and all of the notes that this film was trying to hit. One that I thought of, and I saw Adam Naiman make the same point, is he, he said that uh, A Serious Man, the Coen Brothers movie, oh, yeah. is more or less an adaptation of all of these same anxieties just channeled through a little bit more specific Coen Brothers energy. Uh, and I thought, wow, that's, that's about right, because it's about this 
this academic who's facing death, who's facing the destruction of his family, potential divorce, affairs. Um, and you have these moments of like the tornado would be the stand in for the airborne toxic event here. And that's a movie that's funny, insightful and really does capture dread really well, too. And I thought, wow, you know, when I when I heard that, I thought I might actually consider that the white noise adaptation I've wanted this whole time, even though it doesn't have the chemical element. It's the same kind of uh, fears and humor. So, I, you know, that, that almost ruined it for me because I'm like, oh, man, Bombach. I love Bombach. You and I maybe are the— Love Bombach. It might not be hyperbole to say the two biggest Bombach fans in the Midwest are here right Probably. now Probably, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say that I did not like this movie. It just didn't meet my expectations is all. Would you like that, a protein? That stuff causes cancer in laboratory animals, in case you didn't know. Either I chew gum or I smoke. What are these children, yours? That's mine from Wives 1 and 3. There's Babette's from Husband 2. Wilder is ours. We're each other's fourth. White Noise is now streaming on Netflix. For KIOS, I'm Joshua LeBure.